Hello and welcome to the Child Care Business Coach. My name is Evelyn Knight. I hope you are doing well. It has been a crazy couple of weeks, hasn't it? Crazy couple of months at this point in our lives. It is just surreal what's happened. We have a quality accountability team at my center, which is comprised of parents and staff. And we had our first meeting since the COVID crisis started. We were talking about how it felt like it was a lifetime ago since we've seen each other and since we've been together. We also were talking about how much life has changed and how different the world is now since our last meeting. And we did meet in March. So we really just missed April and May's meetings. And normally that doesn't seem like it was so long ago. But in the current climate we're in, and with everything that's going on, it just feels like a lifetime ago at this point. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that and about what's going on in the United States and the world. If you're listening to this in the future, I am recording this in early June of 2020. So we're coming out of the worst part of the spring COVID crisis. And we are starting to see a lot of things being lifted. We're getting back to normal life. We can go to restaurants for the most part, at least in my state, on a limited basis, but things are starting starting to slowly get back to life. There's still a lot of restrictions and being in the childcare setting is still pretty hard because we have limited group sizes. We have a lot of extra sanitation to do, but it's starting to look normal. So as life starts to get back to normal on the COVID side of things, we have experienced the murder of George Floyd, which has resulted in a lot of pain, which is causing a lot of chaos throughout our nation and actually the world. So to put it in perspective, we've been pretty much isolated and quarantined for the last two and a half to three months for most places. And then we were finally given a little bit of freedom to start living normal again. And then this murder happened and it's just rocked our nation to the core. We saw some peaceful protests with a wonderful message turn into riots and looting. And it just absolutely breaks my heart to see because a few of my friends have been participating in the protests and they were, they were good. They had a great message, but then other people come in and ruin that for them by rioting and looting. I think the main thing to focus on though, is the pain that is out there right now. I just want to start off by saying that my vision for early childhood education has always been that all children should have access to high quality education during their first five years of life. It should not matter where they're born, how much money they're born with, what their nationality is, the color of their skin. So my passion for equality in ECE and also just equality across the board started with my mother. 
And so I'm going to tell you today a little bit about my mom. My mom immigrated to the United States from Honduras as a young woman. She was college aged and her and her sister actually lived in New York City alone together. They were both Hispanic immigrants in New York alone from a small town in Honduras. So I can't even imagine the culture shock my mom went through during that period of her life. Her and my dad met in New York and got married, and then they moved to the Nevada area to be closer to my mom's brother, who also immigrated to the United States from Honduras. He was actually the first one, so they moved over here to just have his support and just to be closer to him. So growing up, my mom was very, very intentional about protecting my brother, sisters, and I. She tried her hardest to make sure that we didn't see racism and didn't experience racism. And she was pretty successful, I have to say, considering what I've seen as an adult. We went to private schools and she kept a very tight circle that was really just within her church. She really didn't socialize too much. But I did notice things as a child and especially as an adult. As a child, I I noticed, but I really didn't grasp what was happening, I think. But as an adult, things became much more clear to me. I just noticed people mocking her accent or treating her like she was stupid because of her accent. I noticed people acting differently and just judging her based on her color of skin. I've gotten the stupidest comments directed towards um, her when they meet her. And just the questions that people ask, just they can be really ignorant. So I really just started to open my eyes and realize just how people think and what they see as an adult. So my dad was born and raised in New York City. His family has actually been in the United States since the 1600s. So they've just been here their entire life. So as a child, I grew up with blinders on pretty much when it came to that kind of racism, because people didn't treat me so much differently, right? As like they did my mom. And I only noticed like at the grocery store, when people would get frustrated with her because they had a hard time understanding her accent. But what I experienced on the other hand, as a child was more from my mom's family. They weren't very happy with the fact that my mom married an American man. And so I got teased all the time by my cousins and uncles and aunts for basically, to be honest, having a white father. So that was what I really took away as a child. And even as, but as I got older, it was just painfully clear that the racism that my mom experienced was a lot more vicious and it was just more anger-driven and hate-driven than what I experienced as a child for having a white father. It was completely different where it was more just teasing and which let me just say neither one is okay. Both are not okay at all, but it was just very, very different. There was a type of resentment to it. And now that my mom's in her 70s, I see an even different type of prejudice come out. My mom had a stroke a couple years ago. So she does 
have some problems with decision making. She does talk a little slower at times and just needs to take some more time to make decisions. So that's where I see a lot of people getting just really impatient with her and just wanting to shove her aside of not letting, wanting to give her that time to process information. I've been thinking a while about all of this. And when I say a while, I literally mean a few years. And it seems to me like our society at this point is just so judgmental, no matter what. And I think that is a huge problem that we as ECE leaders can really, really help. We can help to build those foundational skills in children, to help them understand kindness and love, and that it doesn't matter how different a person is, because bottom line is we're all human, and this is a human experience, and that is what's really important. We do have an influence on the children that we're around, even though we might have children whose parents are prejudiced and they're teaching this at home, which I know that is very, very hard to overcome. And to a certain extent, we really can't, but we can do our part. We can teach them that compassion because during that formation of their brain in those first six years of life, we are making a permanent impact. So when you help them to learn that compassion and love, it is actually going to stay with them over the years. But we have to be very, very intentional about teaching this, about teaching them regardless. It doesn't matter who your mother is, your father is, where they were born, or who, how much money they make. It doesn't matter if what color their skin is. We need to be teaching that kindness piece and the love piece. And we need to also make sure that we are not having unconscious bias and we're not showing unconscious favor to one type of child over another. There's just things that we may not even know. I feel like it is our responsibility as early childhood professionals to really just help bridge this gap. Every generation is getting a little bit better. Is it where it needs to be? It's far from it. It is far from where it needs to be at this time. We have a lot of work to do, but we can help to make the littles that we are caring for now be better than we are. We can help their society show more equality and show that acceptance of the diversity better than we have. We really haven't done a great job of it. I, you know, we are better than we were in the 60s during the last episode of rioting and protests that had happened then, but we still have so far to go. And I think each one of us has a part to play in that. So I challenge you to really think about that. What part are you going to play in this? How can you help to make the children in our care their future better than what we see today? This isn't the first time this country's been through this. It's not the second time this country's been through this. I'm going to be trying to get some other people on the podcast that I can interview that can help with equity, peace, and the diversity, and just really helping to understand. I set out on a journey last week to just really try to understand a little bit more. I've always assumed that since my mom is, you know, an immigrant from Honduras, that I got it, that I understood what it was like. But after I just did some reading and really researched things last week, I realized I have no clue. I have no 
idea what it's really like. I have lived a life of privilege since the day I was born. And my mom worked hard to make sure I lived a life of privilege. Both my parents did. My, even though I've seen a lot of racism, I really honestly haven't experienced it myself. I've never really had been put in that position, right? And I know I don't have to worry about my children. So again, I just have to stress our job as early child care providers, responsibility to make sure that we are passing along values that promote equality, kindness, and love to these children. And also that we can educate the parents. You know, there's ways that we can educate parents without being in their face talking to them. You can give them articles every week and provide them with just literature that we can really find a lot of for free online that will help them to understand their role and to give them tips and tricks also to teach their children kindness and love and equality. So that is, I think, our starting point. I, again, am going to be looking for some people I can bring on the podcast to help us learn more about this, how we can help with equity within our centers, and really teaching it more. This is something that has become obvious to me that I am in need of more training on. So I will be taking more trainings and reading more books on this matter. And hopefully I can bring that information to you guys and share what I learn but more importantly, bring the experts who really do know a lot about this on my podcast to help spread the word. That way I am doing my part too. So I am just going to keep it at that very short episode today. But honestly, you guys, I don't know what else to say on the matter. And I just felt like something needed to be said. So please feel free to email me or send me a message on Facebook if you have any comments, or even if you have any suggestions on who I can bring on the podcast that can help us with this. I have reached out to a couple experts, and I'm just waiting to hear back. So hopefully, I will be able to provide you guys with more information to help all of us promote that kindness and equality through all of our centers so that we can help to grow a better generation. So that's what I have for you guys today. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Take care of yourselves and stay safe.